Morning, everyone. We are up to today is Daf Lamed. What is it? Lamed Ches. Lamed Ches. Today. Um, and yesterday was Lamed Zayin. We'll do a review of yesterday's Daf. And uh, we are learning Yehuda Nishmas from Bashmol Shimon and Shimon Aliyah. And uh, still have a mind for Daniel Bernard Baruch Ben Yudalev Amy, and uh, also uh, all right. Uh, trying to remember all the names anymore. Okay, uh, you finished the years up. Okay, okay, and um, also Aaron Ben Avram. Anyway, with that, let's get started on the review of yesterday's Daf Taf Lamed Zayin. Well, we started at the goof at the bottom of the page on on Lamed Vav Beis. And we saw, the machlok, we saw that both Rabbi and Shmuel say that uh, anything that has any of the five grains in it, so then the brachas barimenim is zainus. Um, and then there's another statement that anything that is from the five grains, if, it ha- if uh, one of the, the, these five grains, the brachas is barimenim is Okay. So what's the purpose of both halachos? The answer is, is that from one I don't understand, I need both. Why? Because it would just say whatever is from the five grains, that means that maybe if it's an ingredient in something else, meaning then you don't get the bracha done. Enough to pull the bracha to it to be barmini mizono. So that's why you have to say called sheyesh bo. If it has in it from the five grains, then it's also mizonos. That teaches me something new. Now, if it would just say called sheyesh bo mechamish minutakan, I would think that that's only then when it's from the five species and it's an ingredient, they are so important as part of that uh, mixture that they get the bracha de berminim misanos. As opposed to rice flour or millet flour, when it's in a mixture, that would not be the case that it gets the berminim misanos. But that's only when it's in a mixture. But when it's direct, when I'm eating plain rice or plain millet, so then, indeed, you know, a cooked dish of rice or milk, and I would make a barimini mizonos. And that's why the, uh, Rab and Shmuel both had to say that, no, only five, only the five grains do you make a barimini mizonos, as opposed to rice and milk. That's the shot. Basically, it comes out that, it, uh, that basically Rab and Shmuel's opinion is, is that rice and milk do not have a barimini mizonos in the beginning. And that's the story. So the Gemara brought down a, a, a question is that it's really true that you don't make a mizonos on rice and millet. Why? We have a price. So the price that says if there's rice bread that was brought in front of a person or millet bread, the bracha, you make a bracha before and after. The same as you would on a maise kadeira. Now, maise kadeira is what we consider like basically a porridge or like a, a farina hot cereal. Okay? So, by Maizkadeira, we know that Allah is that the bracha before is Barmim Nisonos, and the after is a bracha of Alamichia. So, if it's saying it's the same as a Maizkadeira, that's basically telling us that it has the same before and after blessing. Is that what it's saying? On rice bread, you make a Mizonos and Alamichia. That's the what it's saying. So, the says, no, maybe what it was saying is it's like a Maizkadeira, but it's not all the way like a Maizkadeira. In the sense, it, it has a before and after blessing, but it uh, but uh, it's not the same before blessing and after blessing. This is a shahakal in the beginning, and uh boring the at the end, and a mizonus in the beginning, and achaz min at the end. 
Okay. What is it exactly conveying is a good question, but whatever. I'm not clear. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, then the Gemara's next thing was, uh, is that, um, um, how can you say it's not a Maisa Kedera? Actually, you say it's only like a Maisa Kedera in the sense that it gets a bracha before and after. Um, it's ex- actually a Maisa Kedera because it, there's another price that says, what are Maisa Kederas? And it gives examples. It says there's, if you have a, a cream of wheat, basically where the wheat is um, uh, cracked in half, that's coarse ground, or, or medium ground where it's each, each kernel is broken into three parts or it's broken down into a flour and mixed with and cooked that way or it's um, or four pieces or five pieces which is the fine, fine ground or grinds and oris, all of those things when you cook them in liquid or whatever that's a maizcadera so basically saying that it, a rice is a maizcadera so the Gemara says that you're right. It did say over there that rice is a maizkadera, but you want to know whose shita that is? That's the famous shita of Rabbi Yochanan Benuri, who happens to hold that rice is not just maizkadera, he holds that rice is a grain, a full fledged grain like any other grain. And according to him, if, uh, if you allow rice to, to ferment, then you're chayv on, cha, on Pesach for chametz. It's chametz, it's mamish chametz. And if you. Um, and uh, if you don't allow it to ferment, you bake it into rice matzah, your mama should come in and your mitzvah of achilles matzah bepesach with rice. Rice doesn't ferment, does it? It's always discussed at the moment. The Gemara talks about it. Sucking is rice. The answer is it spoils instead of ferments, yeah. but it's uh, okay. whatever. The spoil is not ferment. All right. Anyway, it does not have gluten. That much I know. Okay, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I, I have a person who tells me what what, what does or doesn't. I have somebody who can fill me in on that. It's okay. Um, okay. All right. The bottom line is: so you're telling me that this is only Rabbi Yochanan Shita, and it's not the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon disagree with that. Um, so the Gemara says, really? Do the Rabbanon disagree? Brought another price, a third price. This price it says when somebody's chewing on wheat, the bracha is because that's not the main way to eat it. You're supposed to eat it into a mezainus, as you know, we break it down into flour, etc. If you ground it down, baked it, and cooked it, so now I have basically croutons, okay, that are in my soup, okay. So the rule is this: if those pieces that are in the liquid are still <coughs> recognizable and still maintain their shape. So then, um, you, the brach is hamotzi, and you have to make an end blessing of benching. Okay, this is by the way a big question. People, uh, a lot of people have these. They serve salads with these giant bread croutons. That's basically bread toasted, and uh, they really should have to wash and bench on them. Okay, I'm just saying. Okay, that's one big problem. Okay, whatever. Anyway, that's the story. Even if it's in a salad, doesn't change the fact that it's hamotzi. Okay, if it's in a soup, it, if it keeps the shape, then it's also going to be hamotzi. If the pieces are not intact, so then the, it, it downgrades to mizonos, and the brachach is minsholish afterwards. That's the case for wheat bread. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, what if you chew on rice? The bracha is again very priyadam. If you grind it, baked it, and cooked it, 
into a rice bread that you now baked, okay? Even though the pieces are intact, you only make a mezodos in the beginning, and in the end you make a brachach in shalosh. Now, who could this author of this price be? If you say it's Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, he who says that rice is a grain, then that this halacha cannot be true. Because why isn't it, when the pieces are still intact, why doesn't it maintain hamotzi lechem and aretz? Because it's lechem, it's dug on, according to him, full-fledged grain like any other. And uh, you should have to make hamotzi in the beginning, and you have to bench three brachas in the end. So obviously it's the Rabbanon, and this is disproved to Rav and Shmuel. So the bottom line is we're seeing here that the Rabbanon actually disagree, and they hold that the bracha, the before blessing, before rice, is mizonos. And right now, we're still being informed that these Rabbanon also, that the after blessing is ala on rice. Okay. One step at a time. Next we saw, when you eat a wheat, uh, you know, a kernel directly, it's adama. Problem is, is that there's a price that says that it's boring meaning Yisroim. That's, yeah, that's the famous Rebuda from our Mishnah who says that Yerokas, you say boring meaning Yisroim. So, that's the case over here. You'll say every species, every subcategory is also delineated according to him. Next, we talked about the rice and we said the but if you grind it and bake it and cook it in a liquid, then even if the pieces are intact, the brach is mizonos and the end brach is achs Problem is that there's another price that says that you're right, the mizonos in the beginning, but the end bracha is no, nothing, meaning only a burn of fashos. So, um, so which is it? So Rav Shesha says it's not the difficulty. It's a machlokas tanoim. Machlokas tanoim. What is the proper after blessing for rice? Okay, Rabbi Gamliel and the Rabbanon. It's not just the rice. We'll see what, what's going on. Rabbi Gamliel and the Rabbanon have a machlokas. According to Rabbi Gamliel, anything that's one of, from the seven species, they, uh, they not only... Uh, you, you have to bench on them. It's, you say the full... <coughs> Three blessings, meaning a full benching for anything from the seven species. According to the Chomim, it's no, it's Achs, Min Shalosh, it's Aloetz, Rapriyaetz, that's the bracha that you make, okay? Any of the seven species, unless it's bread, basically. The story goes with the Gamliel and the elders that they were gathered together in, uh, upstairs in Yericho, and they brought before them dates, and they all ate some dates, and they gave, and Rabbi Gamliel gave the permission to Rabbi Akiva to lead the benching, Assuming that he's going to do a proper benching to do, you know, Rabbi Sana Varech. Okay? And Rabbi Gamliel got up, and instead of doing that, he went and just made an alaitz, okay? the regular bracha achas min shalosh. So Rabbi Gamliel was upset. He said, Rabbi Akiva, why are you mixing in? It's a machlokis between the older generation. Why are you picking sides over here? So he said, Look, I'm not picking sides, Rabbi. Uh, I know you say one way and, the ch- and your chaverim said the other way, but you, Rebbe, taught me that the halacha is yachid v'rabim, halacha v'rabim. So that's why I'm just going with the majority. So I'm following you, what you taught me. Okay. So that was his uh, that was his response. Anyway, that's version A. Rebbe Yudas says in the name of uh, in, in his name that the rule is in, in meaning in Rebbe Kiva's name. I'm um, sorry, Rebbe Gamliel's name that if it's anything from the seven species. Anything that's from the seven species, then, and not grain, or it's grain and not uh, not bread, then Rabbi Gamliel says you bench. And the Chavos say one bracha is enough. If it's neither not shivas and not dagon, meaning rice, 
bread or millet bread, then Rabbi Gamliel says that it's brachach min shalosh, and the Chavosei, it's not even that, it's a regular bone of fashos. So in other words, everything's downgraded um, from there. So, they, so it's one level down. According to Rabbi, Rabbi Gamliel, the, five, the seven species, um, or if it's not bread, but it, you know, it's, it's, it's a benching, okay? So according to Rabbi Gamliel, you make on cereal, hot cereal of wheat, farina, you're going to have to make a benching on that. You have to have bench, okay? According to the Chachamim, no, it's only Achazmei and Shosh. When it's not even that, it's not even one of the five grains. So according, to, that's when Rabbi Gamliel says it's Achazmei and Shalosh. That's when the Chachamim say, no, it's not Achazmei and Shalosh, it's just a regular bone of fashas. And that's the bottom line. Okay. So the Gemara says, let's look, if it, you're telling me that we're going like Rabbi Gamliel, by us, that the author, the author who says that it's all, uh, that, that you make a bracha achas min shalosh, it's going like Rabbi, Rabbi Gamliel, so how does that fit with the next, with the line in the Sefer duration? Because it says that if the pieces are not intact by the wheat, by the wheat uh, bread that went into the, that went into the liquid, and it lost its shape, and it says the bracha before is barumini mizonos, and the end is achas min shalosh. That doesn't fit with Rabbi Gamliel, because Rabbi Gamliel's shita is, is that even hot cereal you make hamotzi in the beginning, and you make a benching on the end, okay? And not even on dates you can have to bench on the end, okay? So uh, Rabbi Gamliel says you're benching. So surely you're not going to say a bracha achas min shalosh if the pieces are not intact. So the Gemara says it was it was an actual bread. It's even more so, right? So clearly it's going like the Rabbanon. So that we basically have a steer in the Rabbanon. So the Gemara says, you're right, it is the Rabbanon. And you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to squeeze in an extra line in that, in that quote that says that when it comes to rice, however, the end is not going to be and not going to be Allah Michal, but rather it's going to be um, the regular Bernard Fashos, no, no exceptional bracha. Okay, and that's the, that was the end. That was the conclusion. Okay. Took us to the next thing. Rava <coughs> said uh, that uh, there's two types of cereal. The cereal that they make in the villages, which has more flour than any other ingredient. Apparently, honey was expensive, so they weren't able to get a sweet one. Couldn't afford it. That's my guess, anyway. So the bracha is going to be mizanis because the ikar is the grain. Okay, as opposed to the one in Mechuzah, which does not have a lot of flour. Just a little bit. The main component is the honey. Um, so then the, it's like a dessert. So then Allah is going to be shahakal. What's the reason? Because the honey is the main thing. That's what Rabbi said first. Then Rabbi says, actually, they're both going to be Birmingham. So because <coughs> both Rabbi and Shmuel say that if it has any of the five species of grain in it, it's Rabbi Minyamizonos, and that, bracha, that halacha is going to apply. And therefore, even if it's not the primary ingredient, or the most uh, most significant of the ingredients, it's always a primary thing, and therefore the bracha remains mizonos, even though there's a lot of honey in it. Okay. Next we talked about is uh, the chavitza, which is, again, uh, it's with the crumbs that are broken up into a pot. Okay. Um, so we said that if it pieces are the size of gazayis, then you make a mozi, and you're going to bench it afterwards. If the pieces are less than the gazayas, so then the bracha is only going to be mizonos, and you make a alamechi at the end. Rabbi Yosef says, how do I know that I'm right about this? 
because it talked about a carbon bringing a mincha in Yerushalayim, and it says you say when you bring that you say a shechianu first time you brought bringing a carbon mincha, and you take it to eat, you make a motzi lechem in aretz, and it says how big were they broken up into pieces were made to be specifically kezayis. So you see, it needs to be a shir kezayis. That was his right. On that, Abayi says, yeah, but what about the Tanah Dvei who says that that's not what they did. They actually reground it down to, to powder till it's like back to a flower form. So after it was baked off into matzahs, they ground it down to basically matzah meal or even you know, a matzah, what do they call the even finer one? Cake, cake meal. Okay? So, you don't have to make a motzah lechem in aretz. And if you're going to say that maybe you don't have to make a motzi, so then why does it say when you gather together a kezayis and you eat, if it's chametz, you're going to get karis, and if it's matzah, you're going to be chayv, you're going to be fulfill your obligation on Pesach. How could that be? So the Gemara answers, maybe it's talking about over here where you, after you cut it, you ground it down to flour, you were able to, you, you, piece, you pulled it back together, formed it back into bilkalach, and made it into like little loaves, and that's how it's uh, you're fulfilling the mitzvah. So Gemara says, why does it say, "Vuhu vuhu You ate them in the amount of time that it takes to eat a half a loaf of bread. That's the that's one requirement. If that would be the case, it shouldn't say "laachlan." It should have said "shaachlo" if it's back into a loaf. So clearly, that's not what we're talking about. So the answer is, is that the reason why. In the crumbs, you're still able to make a motzi, because it's bami lechem gadol. Not clear what that means, but simply put, it's saying that when you have a big loaf of bread in front of you, that's not broken down, and you have the crumbs there, so then you'll have to make a motzi on the crumbs, because it's clear that the crumbs are, you know, the direct line from the bread, and therefore you make a motzi on it. What's the bottom line? So we said that what the bracha is, is that even if it's less than a kezayis, you do make a motzi, but the one requirement is, is that it still needs what we call the tzura sapas, the turisa dinahama. It has to have a, 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 a to, Rashi says, to'ar maris, hala, maris halachim, the form, the shape, the, the visual, has to have a visual appearance of bread. Okay. It took us to some other foods, other uh, basically flour and water mixtures that are cooked in unusual ways. So one is called truknin, and uh, it's machlok is whether you have to separate challah and truktin or not. Okay, one opinion is yes. The Ravin in the name of Rabbi Yochanan is p'tur min and what they are is by explains it's called a kuba de'aro, which Rashi explains is that in the they make a hole in the oven, and they just pour water and flour in there, and the water evaporates and the flour I don't know forms into like some type of. Uh, Whatever cracker, that's what it sounds like. Okay, Abaye um, Abaye uh, says that Teresa is part part from challah. What is Teresa? So some say it's a, it's again it's a, sort of like a pancake. You whisk it, uh, the flour with a liquid, and then you pour it onto a hot, flat you know, uh, you know pot or something that's already hot. So it's like a sort of pancake. Others say it's the uh, this Indian type of bread that basically it's a dough stuck on a spit that they're constantly oiling it and cooking it that way. Again, the question is, do these have the status of bread or not? And that's what seems to be the machlokas. We did see that there's uh, the last thing is the bread that's made for a kutach, which is for like a dairy dip. 
you break the into into pieces and that's how it's eaten. And that bread is baked differently because it's baked by the sun. So the question is, is it chayv and chal or not? It's machlokas. It's not really machlokas. It depends on how it's formed. If it's formed like regular loaves, so then yes, it will be chayv and chal. But if it's formed like just flat boards because it's showing that you're not really interested in it, you're just trying to get it to the crumb stage. It was made specifically to be just for the crumbs. So then it would not even be chayv and uh, because it's so far removed from the original, and that is where we left off. Take it from here.